This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 602 in the AM Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Get your feet on the floor. Jumpstart your day. Ed Norris, what day is it? Friday, babe. Don't forget it. We won't let you forget it. It's almost the end of the week. Yep. Hang in there. Just keep running. Jay, Just keep running. I'm almost there. We also start week seven in the National Football League tonight. What the hell is happening? The Jags and the Saints. That's a, actually an intriguing game. Are the Saints as bad as we think? Well, I Are mean, the we, Jags as good as we think? We were just thinking that the Saints were a good team after they destroyed the Patriots. And, um, you know, they, they went on the road for a second time and faced the Texans, who have been a pretty good home team. So I don't think we know. I don't, I don't, I don't think, think we know who's good in the NFC South. I, I don't think the Saints are good. I don't think anybody in the South is good. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the Saints are good at all. The Jaguars <laughs> may have me fooled. I think they're pretty good. But Saints don't. I don't think it's funny do. you mentioned this though, because I just you know, prepping, I was looking around different things. Just I looked at ESPN's power rankings for this week. They had the Buccaneers ahead of the Bengals, ahead of the Seahawks. Ahead of the, I was shocked. Yeah, I, it doesn't. I guess when we think about it, it doesn't surprise me that they're listed ahead because their records, you know, their records better. They're three just, and two. Yeah, yeah. and. Yeah. And as you start to look at it, somebody's going to win that division. So ultimately, we're going to have a team that we deem a bad team in the postseason, regardless, unless the Bucks turn out to be way better than what I think they are. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they're okay. I um, feel the same way. I was surprised to see them. They were eleventh, and you know, for perspective, the Ravens are ninth. Yeah. So I mean, Ravens are behind the Browns, actually. You think maybe the, the you know, in the regular season, defense can really, really carry you. The Bucks defense, I think, sometimes is underrated. You, know, you don't you don't you don't talk about it enough. I mean, I think sometimes it's really underrated. You got one of the better defensive minds in all of football as the head coach. I think that plays into it. He's yeah. very good uh, yeah. in scheming. And, yeah, he's very good. <laughs> yeah. So, like you know, you look at it. Somebody's gonna somebody's gonna come out of that division. The same thing can be said about the AFC South. But I think we all thought that the Jags were going to be a good team. Saints are a one point favorite tonight. Are they? Mm-hmm. Huh. So I, I think more of it has to do with. Like I said, it's a, it's a week-to-week league where everybody changes their mind. I don't know if you guys heard Shannon Sharp talking about the Ravens. I don't know if Lamar's living up to his contract. That was two weeks ago. This mm-hmm. past week, oh, L-Jack is doing yeah. I got confidence in L-Jack. Yeah. It's like, all right, wh- wh- which side He's brought that F- F- FS1, man. Yeah. You That's can flip that- back and forth as much as you want, and you can say whatever. I, I heard Colin Coward like uh, chirping or something. You know I'm always right. Don't argue with me. I'm like, what, what is this? You're I always right. That. The hell, get out of here! He said that. Yeah, yeah, it's one of his commercials. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah even right. when you're arguing with me, you know I'm going to be right. I'm never wrong. Oh, okay. How's that backwards hat thing working out for you there, Chief? 
He doesn't wear a backwards hat now, does he? No, he's but he was on that thing that you can't win if you wear a backwards hat. Oh, and then Tom Brady is doing a press conference with a backwards oh. hat, and there goes his whole, oh, well, I, I didn't he was wrong it. there. It's just, I mean, it was just something stupid. It was, yeah, it was one of them loaded statements. Yeah. And it backfired on him. What'd you do last night? I just watched a lot of baseball. Um, you know, there was, uh, I, I thought we'd see a lot of runs in last night's game. I thought we'd see more home runs. I didn't expect much from Max Scherzer. I'm just kind of shocked that, like, Christian Javier looks like Sandy Koufax out there mm-hmm. in the postseason. It's just, it's amazing that what, what these guys are swinging at. Um, and I do think, by the way, like, he had, he had three swing and misses on pitches that didn't reach 90. Yeah, it's crazy. He doesn't One of them reached 81. They were talking about 81. his, his Yeah, 81 miles an hour. Off speed, whatever he was throwing. Yeah. It's 81 miles an hour, swing and miss. It's yeah. very, very off speed. <laughs> it may have been his curveball, too. But like he, I don't know what it was. I mean, he does have a changeup, but like his fastball elevates. It's mm-hmm. weird on the delivery where it leaves his hand, and it's like it's a riser, almost like you would see in softball. It's funny. I don't know if you heard, but um, the Rangers – they put foam balls in the batting uh, machine, the pitching machine. So they'd come out slower? No, no, because foam balls don't weigh the same as a baseball, so they won't drop. Okay. The strategy was his fastballs don't drop the average amount as a regular fastball in Major League Baseball. So they wanted to hit with the foam ball so the foam balls can stay elevated. Sometimes they actually take off. So they were using foam balls with the pitching machine. So was it a good strategy? Because it no. worked out. <laughs> no. <laughs> but this is what that, that just backs up your point. Yeah. His fastball doesn't drop like most of the fastball. But I like they really helped. There was one point last night where uh I think it was Javier and Scherzer, by the way. Like Javier had thrown six consecutive balls, yet the count was three and two, and nobody swung at a pitch. Like <laughs> it was just there there was some the inside if you're a right handed batter, the inside part of the plate. They like he was giving like three inches off of that. So if you're a right-handed batter, mm-hmm. inside part of the plate, um, he was giving like he had six pitches. It was three and two, six. Yeah. Uh, what, no, I'm sorry. It was. I don't know. Be swung. It can't be. Yeah. So it would have been five pitches. So five yeah. in a row. Um, that it was three and two. My bad. Uh, it was three and two. But like the uh, the the two that were called strikes were so far off the plate. I'm going. If you're going to give a guy that, could really stretch it out. But Scherzer. I, again, I don't know why people expect the Scherzer to have anything. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't. Know, I, I don't like his uh, his post game talk either. I mean, he sounded like a guy that was coming off of injury in June. Yeah, I thought he did some things well. You know, hey, dude, it's postseason. Well, <laughs> it's the De- postseason. Derek Jeter last night was the first guy I heard say anything about it. It's like, so what was the expectation for Scherzer last yeah. night? Like, if you got three innings out of him, was that good? I mean, he, he and Bochy were talking as if. Hey, it's middle of the summer. You're coming back from an arm injury. Let's see what you got. Dude, it's the you don't want to give the Astros momentum, especially in your ballpark. They won fifty one games in Arlington. You don't you don't want to give the Astros momentum by throwing a guy out there that you don't know what to expect. I don't yeah. care what his last name is. I don't care. What is he forty one years old now? He just doesn't he didn't have well, it. Is, this is he forty one yet? I don't know. I don't, don't want to put too many years on the man. But well, I just I I don't I didn't I didn't get the strategy and after the game I didn't understand what they were talking about. I just didn't know why more people weren't talking about it. Like, because he's Max Scherzer. Yeah. Well, I mean, that pass, man. I, I just think it's a no, fair he's thing 30, to 39. ask. I'm sorry, okay, 39. when a guy comes off the IL, mm-hmm. like if he hasn't been, we weren't privy to how much he's been stretched out. But like, there's no minor league going on. You're you're pitching a side session. Like, 
How have no competition. So nobody else was bringing it up. Like, oh, Scherzer's starting game three. And I'm going, okay, but is he pitching four innings or two? Like, what? what is the expectation? And then I, I was laughing my ass off last night because Big Poppy said, he said, the Arizona Diamondbacks don't even have a fourth starter. What the hell is going to happen when, when the Phillies run into a bullpen game from them? So, it's, it, look, it's going to be the Phillies. And fought pitching tonight? Tonight, but it's game three. They don't have a game, oh, game four, four starter. Okay. That won't be the first time they had a bullpen game in the postseason. No, but it sure I, won't be the last either. But sometimes I think that's because of strength. I think this is just yeah, like when the Rays do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, four ten five eight three one zero five seven. That's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. We will uh, recap the ALCS series at six thirty and preview uh, tonight's NLCS Game Three. But on the other side, the Gold Glove finalists are out. Orioles have three. Did they deserve more? Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. So the Gold Glove finalists are out uh, three for each position at first base. Uh, Nathaniel Lowe. Uh, Ryan Mountcastle and Anthony Rizzo at second base. Uh, Dubron from the uh, Houston Astros. Uh, Jimenez from the Cleveland uh, Guardians. And Simeon from Texas. At third base, Bregman, Chapman from Toronto, uh, Ramirez from Cleveland. A shortstop, Carlos Correa from Minnesota, Seeger from Texas, and uh, Volpe from uh, the New York Yankees. In the outfield, Austin Hayes, Quam. From Cleveland and uh, uh, Varsho from from Toronto Blue Jays. Instead of Phil, Kiermaier, Luis Robert Jr., and uh, Julio Rodriguez. And in right field, uh, Garcia from Texas, Kyle Tucker from Houston, and Verdugo uh, from the Boston Red Sox. And of course, behind the plate, you have Jonah Heim, um, Kirk from Toronto, and Adley Rutschman uh, for the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, A lot of eyes were on. The utility spot two, uh, Dubron, McKentry from Detroit, and Taylor Walls from the two uh, Tampa Bay Rays. So I find it interesting though that uh, uh, at second base, uh, Mauricio Dubron is nominated for two positions. I mean, second base and utility. Yeah, I just, I just find that interesting. 
Well, I mean, the, this has always been something, too, where we don't necessarily feel like all the time the right people get nominated. There were people that felt differently. Should it be um, just three outfielders, which usually would be three center fielders yeah, winning? Should they have broken it down it's to left, right, center? Mm-hmm. Like Dalton Varsho plays all over the place. He plays every position out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and But, again, you've got some guys that are situational players that will get the opportunities there, too, uh, that won't play as many games as other guys but still get – nominated for the award and I don't know if that's fair. And do you have a you have a problem with any of the Orioles who were nominated? The ones who were. No. Yeah. Yeah, I was a little surprised Mountcastle got it. I was surprised but I think he deserved it. Yeah, I, I, I made was, I made a comment during a post game show about a month ago that he was playing his way in the gold. Yeah, and I just I I'm, I think I'm more surprised that he got the recognition from around the league. Right. That's you know, because I thought he was good, but but I was just surprised to see that other people recognized it. Jeremy, are you surprised by any Orioles who did not make the list? No, I mean, nothing really surprises me when it comes down to this. Um, I think w- once you get in, once you get that nomination, mm-hmm. you're kind of – I don't I don't want to make it seem like it's a popularity contest like the All-Star game, but I do think once you win it once, your name consistently comes up yep. more and more. But the Gold Glove now is not just opinion now. It's also based on some the metrics yeah, yeah. and I, things like that. I so know they use some of that, but it's still like – like, again, if I have a guy that plays – it's always been a difficult thing because we would look at certain players. Like you would have a guy at short that gets to way, way more balls than another guy. And because he's ha- he has a degree of difficulty that's higher because he can get to more, he's probably going to make more errors in trying to throw the ball and get it over to first. So would you rather have that guy who's just downright awesome or, you know, another guy that's going to make all the routine plays but maybe not get to as many balls? Now, I- for, for those, um, the winners are going to be – uh, 30 managers vote for someone other than their players. 75% comprises of, percent of the vote comprises of that. 25% of the vote comprised from the Sabre defensive index uh, counting. Uh, so I, I, the big thing was from a lot of Oriole fans, where's Cedric Mullins? Well, uh, I think Kevin Kiermaier, Luis Robert Jr., Julio Rodriguez are all gold glove caliber players. Which one of those players you knock off for of Cedric Mullins? I mean, you can pick one. <laughs> I, I think all of those guys are Google Glove caliber players. I do. Yeah. I mean, I think they're they're all like everybody that's on the list is is There's no one I'm like, oh, I can't believe he's on this list. Yeah. We're not having a year where a guy played fifteen games at a position and right. he's nominated. And for know? those of you that think Cedric Mullen was not on the list because of the amount of games he played, that's incorrect because he played one more game than Ryan Mountcastle. Mm-hmm. And Ryan Mountcastle played some DH as well. Yeah. So I, I think, like, overall, um, Cedric Mullins is a guy that we, we've all seen it here consistently, knowing that he should be up for that award every single year um, just because of what he's able to do out there. But there are so many good defensive outfielders. Like, if you guys haven't watched Dalton Varsho play, he's, he's, yeah. he's, he's, just, he's, he's the business. He was a catcher that they moved to the outfield, and you're like, he's one of the best outfielders we have. Yeah. So I just how – something I think you're right, though. I think people that get in every year – just get in every year, and this is ve- this is really splitting hairs. But this is a little bit of homerism. Gunnar Henderson has slightly better fielding percentage and one fewer error than Alex Bregman. Yeah. So I'm just saying, Alex Bregman. If Alex Bregman's a better third baseman, but, he's also, he's but you also had Gunnar play. How many games did he play at short? How yeah. many games did mm-hmm. he play at third? Does that 
Like, are they yeah. factoring all that in? Uh, Alex Bregman, in my opinion, better range. He's, he's a better third baseman. But that's, base. what, I, that's what I get into with the range yeah. thing, because yeah. hopefully people understand what I'm that's saying. That's where metrics numbers, all yeah. those things come If in. you get to more baseballs, you're inherently going to make more difficult plays, right. which means there, there are going to be more errors. It's the right. argument of Cal yeah. Ripken and Ozzie Guillen. Yeah. Cal Ripken will make fewer errors than Ozzie Guillen. Mm-hmm. Ozzie Guillen will get to a ton more balls than, than Cal Ripken. So it's, like, I, it's like outfielders who make it look hard. You know, sometimes, you know, these guys... Well, that was the thing with Jim Edmonds. Like, he was always diving for catches, and he was a phenomenal center fielder. But, but those catches that he shouldn't have to dive for. There right. Some and guys that wouldn't Sometimes they dive, and they miss completely, and it should have been caught because they didn't get a jump, but it's not an error. Yeah. Yeah. 410-583-1057. That's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. So I guess the only two questionable snubs you have, Ed, are Mullins and Henderson. Yeah, and it goes back to what you said before, though. I quite—I mean, I'm disappointed because I thought I'd like to see them in there. But who do you knock off? Who do you knock off? I mean, that's the who do you knock off? And that's and that's so. what I always ask. Who do you take? Okay, you think they should be in? Who do you take off this list right now for that guy? There's no one. Right. I mean, if you added a fourth, I would put him on. But I'm sorry if you tell me right now, Kevin Kiermaier is my starting center fielder. I'm happy. Same thing with Luis Robert Jr., same thing with Julio Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Give me either one of those guys. I'm good. I'm not asking you what well, where's Cedric Mullins. Yeah. You we, get, hey, Rob, you get Luis Roberts for center field. Whoa, where's Cedric? No, I'm yeah. not asking for Cedric. I'm taking Luis Roberts and I'm sending him out to center field. Yeah, and they look at shortstop when I was looking at this. You got you got Correa, Corey Seager, and Anthony Volpe. Mm-hmm. Who did he knock out? <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm they're not Seager out. They're all this. Oh, you better not knock. And Carlos Correa is is an outstanding defensive yeah. shortstop. That guy takes more balls from the left fielder. Yeah, <laughs> he takes he takes balls from the left fielder. That's how much range he has. Well, there there's a, there's just a lot of great. Like if you ask people around the league and you started talking about Austin Hayes and how great he is defensively, best left fielder in baseball. I'm I th- sorry. I think there's a lot of people that are going. Really? He's that good? Like, they don't think about it that way, but we get to see it here. Austin Hayes, if he doesn't win the gold glove, there's a problem. Then I would have a problem. Austin Hayes might be the best outfielder in baseball, but he's the best left fielder in baseball. Great arm. You talk about his right. Give me a weakness. Yeah. Give me a weakness. He gets the balls in front of him. He gets the balls behind him. He ranges left and right. He throws you out from every arm angle. I mean, there's no, the guy, the man has no weakness in left field. And he could play center field. Yeah, and I, I, that to me, he's one of the most deserving guys on this list for the Gold Glove. He didn't make an error. Well, that's why didn't I'm, make one. But you get what I'm saying, though. Yeah. So, like, if I, I, I mean, it's a feeling percentage of a thousand. It, it's probably it's like, like if I brought up Dalton Varshow tonight. It's like, why is this guy on the list? Wasn't he a cat? Like, if you watch the guys play, and then Rob gets to see this on an everyday basis up close and personal, like. He, he, he's so freaking good at all that that you take it for granted. Mm-hmm. You, you know? do, yeah, you do. Four ten five eight three one zero five seven is the number. I'll be screaming bloody murder if Austin Hayes doesn't get it. Uh, there was a little scuffle on the field in London at the end of the Ravens Titans game that we didn't know about until recently. We'll talk about that at six forty five. But on the other side, ALCS recap, NLCS preview up next on the fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 
This one's clubbed. Left field and deep. Going back to Varus. Still going back. Still going back. It's gone. That's how you do it. Left center field for Altuve, six rows deep. You might be able to, you know, isolate a few pitches here and there uh, in terms of execution, but uh, in general, I thought I'd locate the ball pretty well for for a layoff. But this is the postseason. There's no excuses. You either win or you lose. And tonight we lost. And that's Sal from last night's uh, game. That's Max Scherzer at the end there. And Jeremy, I didn't hear Derek Jeter's comments. I'm glad you brought it to my attention. I'm glad you see you see this the same way I'm seeing. It. It's like. Guys, it's the ALCS. What are we doing here? Yeah. I don't care what your last name is. You haven't pitched. Why are you, why are you starting a game right now? Would, would would you have done what they did and went Scherzer, then probably Haney is what my, my assumption is going to be? Or would you have gone Haney and then all of a sudden the pressure reverts back to Scherzer? Like, I... I would have pitched... I mean, I would have... I understand them carrying them on the, on the roster. I'm not saying I would have done that. But there were other opportunities that could present themselves for you to put Scherzer in and see what he's got. You know, you don't. You're, you're, it's the home. Isn't this their first home game of the series? Yeah. yeah. Come on, man. You don't do that. You don't do that. You just I, I, Bruce Bochy is a Hall of Fame manager who's forgotten more about managing than I, I know. I'm not. I'm not overall questioning Bruce Bochy, one of my favorite managers of all time. And I just don't understand that move last night. I and I questioned it before the game. I think it was mentioned before the game. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. Again, no, these guys, he is a Hall of Fame manager. And it's tough to question guys that have been doing this for a long time at this level. I don't know what they see. But they do make decisions sometimes. Just go, hmm, why'd you do that? Yeah. And, you know, like, you don't have a ton of great options when you think about outside of the Rays, the Rangers lost a lot of their starting rotation, including Scherzer, who just came back, and Jacob deGrom, and John Gray, and I mean, we can go on and on and on, and sit here and talk. Like, the Rays were the one team that lost almost their entire rotation, Yep, and people forget it. Like, the the, the moves that they made. They had Jeffrey Springs, who was killing it at the beginning of the year. Rasmussen was great. Up, they caught up to him, I think. McClanahan was the last now. Yeah. Like, think about all the arms they lost. Let me, let me go back to, let me play Devil's advocate on my own point, if I can, with Bruce Bochy. Maybe you're thinking, Jeremy, we're not sweeping the Astros. It's not going to happen. You're not going to sweep the Astros. Get Scherzer in now. Let me get the cogwebs off just in case I need him. I don't want game six or seven when I need him to be his first start. Maybe, maybe that's what he's – I don't know. I'm just – I'm trying to make sense of it. I just think that Scherzer hasn't been better than most average pitchers this year. He's he been not. below average. You're right. You're right. And now you have him coming. Now you have an older pitcher coming off of an injury into a playoff series against your rival who are just going to rake if he's not like you. If you watch the pregame show, and I know a lot of people didn't, but they talked about if Scherzer's not above 95 miles an hour, he's going to get torched. And Scherzer, even in that clip, said he was hitting his spots. He wasn't. He got favorable calls from the ump. He wasn't hitting all the spots he wanted to. And, And I'm not talking about like. I'm not one of those guys when you get a borderline pitch and it's right there on the edge. I'm talking like the ball is not touching that box at all. Right. It's way it's it's off by an inch or so. To me, that means the umpire's setting up wrong if the bo- or the box is just wrong. Well, he's just he's, that's Max Scherzer, so it's close. It could be. It, it could be. And sometimes so. you get a base number. You know, Barry Bonds, anything on the black was a ball. Yeah, Bonds didn't swing at it, and it was on the black. Right, it's a ball. I don't care who's pitching it. Hey, Bonds didn't swing at that, so he, his <laughs> eyes great. Um, now the Houston Astros add, uh, down 2-1 back in this thing now. Um, 
still advantage Rangers, or, or would you be afraid of those Astros coming back right now? Well, you always got to be afraid of the Astros. I mean, I mean, how many how many ALCS is this for them in the last oh my god seven years or whatever? What wasn't that Altuve's one hundredth at bat or something in the ALCS last night? Could be somewhere I mean, around that. Yeah, it was sounds, some, yeah. some kind of ridiculous number that he eclipsed last night in the postseason. Yeah, yeah he just so, so they're always dangerous. The only thing is the Texas, uh, the Texas, the Rangers are home, um, and they were hot. So I mean, I, who knows? Maybe this is <laughs> could this be their I, I got their cooling off period? Whoever comes out like I, that Phillies team, like we can sit here and talk about this or that. Mm-hmm. That Phillies team's beating anyone's ass. I'm sorry, like I just they look like it right now. They they just look like a world beater, and, and I think they're going to sweep the Diamondbacks. I think that – if the Diamondbacks get one, it would, it would probably be this next game, but I just don't see it. He's way over 100 at-bats. I'm sorry. He has now 10 home runs in the ALCS. So it, it, there was a benchmark number yeah, there. Yeah, 10 home runs. Uh, let's, let's flip it to the uh, NLCS. Is anything going to stop the Phillies Express? I, I, you just don't have enough pitching. You don't – like Arizona does not have enough pitching to slow them down. And they had to go through their bullpen last game, so no, I don't. I don't think they have. I mean, look, it's it's game. It's their first home game in an NLCS. You know, when they go back to Arizona, we'll have to wait and see. I, I'm going to try to check it out. I don't think they're going to open the dome, but we'll see if they do. Um, I, you know, like could they steal one here? Of course they could. It's emotional, you know. But mm-hmm. like they just look like that's a ball rolling downhill. And when the Phillies, when that hill is done, and it. When it stops rolling, that's when we know that the Phillies are done. I think they're winning the World Series. Can I correct myself again? I'm not correcting myself. It's just mm-hmm. I got all the stats now. Okay. And he has played in Altuve 100 postseason games. Games. That's the 100. 100 <laughs> postseason games. Wow. Now, here we, here we go. He has 460 plate appearances, 26 home runs, 52 RBI. And an OPS of 830 in the postseason. Their guys who don't play 100 regular season games. Eh? He's now played right. 100, right. 100 postseason games. That's ridiculous, man. <laughs> Seriously. What up? 410-583-1057. Is a no- what are you looking at? What do you think I'm looking at? You want to buy that, don't you? Yeah. Is that why you're leaning forward? You're going to get the number or the website? Yes. Is it this pillow? Yes. Yeah. Can you order two? There's no joke. I'm definitely buying this. <laughs> it, folks, it's just it's a whole body pillow to really pressure your shoulders and back and stuff. Joe, you know what's scary about this, man? When you do a show with a person that long, it's almost like you're married. You know their facial expressions and their body languages. Finish the sentence. Yeah. yeah. It's like you just did just now. You know, we, he leaned forward. <laughs> I, I just read his eyes like, what are you doing? You can buy something. Look at him. Hey, Jeremy, look at him. He got the book out. Uh, he's writing it down. <laughs> oh, we've been doing this show too long, man. <laughs> oh, and then you get to put the arm underneath it. Like it's in the. It's a candy cane pillow. Yeah. Look, <laughs> you get two for twenty nine ninety nine. And it's machine washable. Do you want me to give you the fifteen dollars now? How much is two easy payments? That's what I mean. Oh, two easy payments. I'm sorry. I almost got by with that, Rob. You let them keep looking at the commercial. I think I don't know if Ed likes the pillow so much or the person modeling it. Well, yes, that's that. Wrapping right? around her would be nice too, but the pillow was. <laughs> hey, really- hey, Joe, what are they about to drop with a pillow, man? Tell the folks. I guess after shipping, it's gonna, oh, it's free shipping. We get a sixty dollar pillow. <laughs> you get two of them, right? No, no. The two easy payments.
Oh, so then I'm out. It's $120 for a pillow. Two pillows. If that helps me walk back, doesn't that shoulder pain? Uh, yeah, I'll it's, give him twice that. My Still my favorite thing is the my pillow dude, Mike Lindell, is he's continuing to go down, and now he's bankrupt. He still gets mad when anybody calls his pillows lumpy. <laughs> Just like, he'll be sitting there talking about being bankrupt. And I'm sorry, Former. Says, I don't know if you, you remember. I had a, a bed endorsement. This is my pillow? No, I had my pillow as well. I had my pillow, too. But that was just... But they had the sleep number endorsement. Not the sleep number. The um, uh, mattress firm. Yeah. Anyway, the pillows, they're, they're $89. They're amazing. But they're amazing. So yeah. it's just it's $60. These pillows were 90 bucks, and it's, they're great. I have them. So, Jeremy, back when he had the my pillow endorsement, it, I was on a midday show, and he talked about how they had instructions. Yeah. I, I was on air. This yeah. was Vinny was off. I was solo that day. I said, this man ran a police department in New York and Baltimore. He, he needs damn instructions to know how to lay on a pillow. I heard him. <laughs> he calls me, hey! <laughs> <laughs> I said, I knew you'd call. <laughs> he called on air. <laughs> I said, I knew you'd call. <laughs> this man ran two police departments in major cities. And he needs instructions to work a damn pillow. The commercial got more life out of it. It's confusing. <laughs> Who's the most disappointing team in the NFL? We'll talk about that at 7.15. But on the other side, Odell Beckham Jr. got into a little scuffle with a defensive tackle, Jeffrey Simmons, after the game on Sunday. Now, you happen to see the veterans stick up for a teammate, especially this teammate, Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Odell Beckham Jr., Jeffrey Simmons got into a little tussle after uh, the game on Sunday. Uh, we found this out because Marlon Humphrey on his podcast, Punchline Podcast, told us all about it. He said, did you see that post game? I don't think uh, that got out. Dude, I was sitting there after the game. A jersey swapped the dude. I took my jersey off and saw Jeffrey Simmons. He was looking straight face, helmet on. Uh, as soon as I turn back, turn my back, Al guy starts yelling, Rodney, Rodney, Rodney is our security guy's name. I turn around, Odell and Jeffrey are like fighting. I'm pretty sure Odell is grabbing his face mask. They had a uh, get separated and everything. And if you after it was looked into it, Odell Beckham Jr. during the game took exception to a hit on Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers caught a pass over the middle, was tackled by two DBs. Uh, before process, progress ended. And um, Simmons hit him from the Simmons back. hit him for the back, low. below the knee. Yeah. And Odell Beckham Jr. got into it with him instantly. Uh, first of all, before we go into the incident, Marlon Humphrey. I don't think that got out. Well, you put it out there. <laughs> it was. It's, this is what Odell had to say about it. Hey, we talk out of, on the field like that's cool, but I just seen him personally. He's chasing down the play. He's tired. I watched him look at the plate and look at his legs and try and like dive on And I just didn't like that. You know, and I'm protecting him. This is my guy. Like, this is my little bro. Love him to death. Like, I'm going to always have his back, period. And if that leads me into trouble, it is what it is. But I just didn't like that. That's all it was. But you know what I mean? Like, other than that, it's football. Now, we'll get into all of that mm-hmm. in a minute. But it kind of weird that this was not a public thing and Marlon Humphrey makes it become a public thing. He does it with everything. Marlon's, he's between his podcast and his, you know, videotaping people on the flights. And yeah. He's that guy, man. He's he just a, is. He's your one of your favorite words. He's a habitual line stepper, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He does. He, he pushes buttons on the flights yeah. home. It's funny. He does get stuff out. But I tell you, I, I liked Odell before he got here. I love him now. Yeah, you got to, man. I mean, and, and 
Simmons outweighs him by over 100 pounds, yes, by the way. That's the thing. Let's not ignore the elephant in the room. Yeah. Simmons is listed at 305. Odell's 5'11, 200 on a good day. That's how he's listed. He's probably 5'10, you know, 190. But he actually he went after him. I'm really, really proud of him. Yeah. You know, Simmons uh, also had Justin Matabike after him as well. But Ed kind of addressed what I wanted to address. You hear a lot of things about Odell Beckham Jr. being selfish and being things like this. This is a side of Odell Beckham Jr., Jeremy. I don't mind seeing. Yeah. I, you know, look, it, you should always be defending your players. I mean, the, your teammates. Guys get out of line at times. You try to check them back in and just say, hey, look, th- this isn't how we do things around here at times. Right. You know, but, like, you could all see that. Like, somebody needed to say something. We were watching it live, and everybody's like, man, did you see him dive at his legs? Which just felt... You know you're not going to get a flag for it, but it felt like it was a little dirty that he, yeah. as he was being held up. It is. If this is still, I agree with you. You should defend your players, but this is a. It's a little different when Odell goes after the somebody, biggest guy on the field, biggest guy in the field, than when Ryan Jensen goes and beats up Kiko Alonso because mm-hmm. Jensen's a big dude. And it's like it's it's much different to me. I, he he literally is that weighed about 100 pounds and yeah. went after him. And you're right about it. It's, it's viewed differently. Yeah, you know, and the, I was happy Jensen did that. The little the little guy going yeah. after you is viewed a lot differently than some big guy coming after you as well. But yeah, I'm 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 all, I'm for it. I'm for all of it. You know, take up for your guy. You heard him say that. I'm going to take up for my guy. I'm for it. Yeah. Jeremy, you got any problem with this, Jeremy? No, no, I I like it too. I mean, it's the same thing. I I think you should be standing up for your guys and and um you know as a guy that's a vet leader and probably carries a little bit more weight in this league when you say things. It doesn't mean the other players are going to like it. I mean, Jeffrey Simmons isn't a guy that's going to sit here and like anybody telling him anything. But, yeah, look, I, I think there are times where you have to make a statement. Like, you know it in coaching. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get a tech. You don't want to give a team free throws and, and lose a possession of the ball, possibly. But sometimes you need your players to see how angry you are. You need something to happen. So I think him standing up only helps his team come together closer uh, throughout this season. So, um, And by the way, Zay's going to be a really important player for this team for years to come. And I think that's the message yeah. that he's sending. You know what I mean? That's my guy. And then when you sit, when a rookie sees that, you know what I mean? That, I mean, come on. You tell me this guy not, not going to now go out for you as well? You know, he's here's a rookie thinking, I owe him one. You know, I owe him one. Yeah. And you're talking about, it's also, you know, there's some of the misguided comments, I thought, when they, they picked him up, like, oh, he's a bad locker room guy. I don't know where they got that from, because that's not what I've ever heard. Uh, I just think of some of the antics, like proposing to the, you know, the kicking net, and mm-hmm. some of the things he did are kind of quirky. But I never heard he was a bad guy. And I think this, because, you know, you talk about galvanizing a locker room, that, that had to go a long way with the team. Yeah, Absolutely. 410-583-1057, that's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan now. Jeremy, are you, or I should say, Ed, are you, uh, uh, you think maybe the league will look into this now? And, and if so, would they be a little bit upset with, with uh, I think they should Marlon have. Humphrey? Oh. <laughs> well, I think the Ravens are upset with Marlon Humphrey. But, yeah, uh, I don't know if the league would be. I think, the, you know, but I do think that the league should have looked into it immediately anyway. You know, this is what gets me, and I'm not – Crap it on Goodell and good for you with your contract extension. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the money's so absurd. But anyway, they're so concerned with player safety. Why would you not look at this? Yeah. Yeah, that's some bull crap. I mean, there's so many plays that they go, you know. He's not expecting that. It's coming from behind. Right. And think of it as they think ejected Kyle Hamilton for an inadvertent helmet to helmet. And I get it. I get the penalty. I get the whole thing. This you're not concerned about? You get into somebody's career this way. I mean, it's just uh, they're so uneven. 
Want to hear from you. 410-583-1057 is the number. Many layers of this. Ed just brought one up. Should the league look into this to the hit in general? Because it was a dirty hit. Also, your thoughts on Odell Beckham Jr. standing up for his teammate. 410-583-1057. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 